welcome to the podcast. I am Ross. And I am Phil. And this is Ross and Phil talk Blackbird. Sorry, movies. Movies. Uh, and I joke about that because I know that the moment we go, I've not seen Blackbird, but I know the moment Ross starts you, talking about it, oh, we're fucked. We're you fucked. You need the whole to watch it though. You need to watch it though. I, it's not on any cinema near me. At it's all. still on up here. It's still on up here. Yeah, somehow. I mean, I wish I could get... Well, it's up there because now it's become like the new room. Massive. Yeah, it's become massive. <laughs> anyway, my friend, how are you? Are you well? Uh, yes, for the most part. Thank you. And you? Yes, I'm well. I have a massive... me. I have two massive Mia Culpas to, uh, to, to, to... Well, not one's not a massive one, but I definitely have two Mia Culpas to cover off this episode um, where you were more right than me. <laughs> would you which, which one would you like first well I, uh how do i pick well, first that's one, a very good point one. I, well one's a tv <laughs> one's a tv I... yes a good point oh, okay. one's a tv mia culpa and one's okay. a movie okay. mia culpa which one well, would you like start, first let's start with films i guess and then maybe do because we're going to talk a bit more tv later. yeah okay well so the, 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 that one is related to what we'll be talking about later so i watched um on on the train granted um on my way up to london but i watched chippendale rescue rangers oh yeah and i mocked you i mocked Mm -hmm. you oh boy did i mock you (laughs) (laughs) yes the wounds are still the wounds still run deep so i i can't i'm not sure i can continue and i was completely wrong i mean not even like slightly wrong it really is. It really is as close as I think you're going to get to a modern day Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as good as that. It's a bit baggy. No, no, no. It could have been a bit shorter. Yeah, yeah it's the joke ran thin a little bit at times, mm. but it's really funny and it's really smart. And the whole the whole ugly Sonic thing just oh yeah got me so much. Yeah, it has some really good pulls, you know. Um, even just the way they both look different, you have a different styles of them, like at the current yeah. time. It's very, very clever. That was very clever, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just a... Um, it was just a... It was just a really fun film. Yeah, no, I was really impressed with it. And, I, and look, even at the time, I was surprised. And again, I pretty much only watched it just because, you know, dare I say, a number of you know, the respected podcasts were sort of going, you have to see it. Like, we yeah. didn't expect it to be good. You know, it was that kind of thing. Niffy and I were both like, this is way better than... But it actually needs to be, to be honest. Way better. That's so good. Yeah, way better. So, so yeah, look, I'm going to be honest and say, this was a genuinely interesting film. Um, yeah. And it genuinely made me laugh. And I thought it was genuinely very smart. So, so... You were right, my friend. You were absolutely right. Just and I, I should not have I'm doubted just marking, you. Just marking this down on the whiteboard I've got for the, for the, the very few times you've said that. <laughs> I know. In, 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 twi- what, in, uh, in what, 30 years we've known each other now? <laughs> in fact, it would be about 30 years now because I started in Baswick in 1992. Well, like, um, it, you know what? You know what? It will actually be thirty years because I, yeah. I retook my A levels at the age of eighteen. Yeah, and and, yeah. and we probably didn't. We probably were starting college about this time. 
30 years yeah. ago. Yes, yeah, you know what? Literally sometime this month it will be the 30th yeah. Boyasque anniversary. There you go. We should we should we should wow. do anal or something. Yeah, 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 definitely. Let's just do that. <laughs> yeah, bravo. <please. laughs> yeah, let's, let's, all, let's all do anal. That's fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah. Listen, look, his, I, tail I don't, is his tail is seriously wagging. I don't know where to go with that. I don't know where to go with that. So, yes, look, um, it's good. So, yeah, look, no agenda today. We're just going to talk about some films that we've seen. Um, mm. I'm still not watching a, a great deal at the moment because I'm just drowning in work. Um, but I've seen a few, but um, but yeah, look, Chippendale was 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 good. So do you want to start, Ross, with with, with the the new 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 film that you've seen? Yes, that makes sense. Uh, I've just seen what we had a quick look at before, like before then. Uh, like and we will we touch on Blackbird today, of course. Yes, of course, of course. Well, that's uh, that is one of the latest films that I have watched, of course. Uh, with what the hell is it? But Blackbird. It must be here. Oh, I did. Phew. I was worried that I hadn't put it in my letterbox. So Blackbird for sure. I'm just checking. So we did. We talked about cop. I'm just seeing what we. Oh, so I watched. These are just a few I'll cover very quickly. And if you're going to say anything, right? Uh, Fall, which uh, I reviewed too early on letterbox, and then I had to slightly update my review about falls. Fall. 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 The 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 high uh, radio post climbing adventure. The oh, fool, fool! Yeah, I thought you said fool. Sorry, I, 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 I fool. <laughs> so, so let me guess. You, you kind of got about a, a twenty minutes in. You were like, I really fucking hate this film. The women, are, the, the the characters are right. annoying. Right. Um, where the fuck is it going? I'm a bit bored. And then yes. all of a sudden, when they get stuck, you're like, Oh, hold on, this is getting interesting. And then as the film goes on, you go, Ah, okay, this is quite smart. Me- it took me a little bit longer. It, it took to start liking it. It took me. Well, there's a specific point where the most vapid character has a has a good turn, uh, and uh, later on you realise it wasn't really a turn at all. But that's that's another story. Um, uh, but regardless, yeah, I mean, for a while I was like, it's enjoyable, but I genuinely want both of the lead characters to die, like quite painfully, honestly. Um, I, but obviously that is in the writing of them. That's, you know, it's not the performances. Um, I think it was really well put together. And I think that you do, that, that that attitude of they could really just die now, it does evolve and it does improve in a good, in a good way. And, and do, I think you even... Know, you, start, you start rooting for them. Quite yeah, and even, the, even the, 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 the more annoying social media one of the pair... I I started warming to her by the end. Like, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. It was the. Yes. Do you that, know what? That was, it, that was the biggest. That was the biggest turn for me because it was the, she does something. Yeah, uh, it was the push-up yeah. bra thing that that made me laugh. That kind oh, of that. Well, I started to understand her as a character when it was like, you know, I did this because it gets me likes and it gets oh, I me. See, yes. And and I was like, and I was like. Because it bugged me. I was like, why would you go climbing? And, and like, that is not a practical climbing outfit, right? No, in fact, um, the way both of them were dressed was absurd. Yeah. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? But um, certainly, at, at least they explained it to a point. And I thought Jeffrey Dean yeah. Morgan, although he's not in it much, was really good yeah. as well. He was great. In fact, the cast overall were great I, in, the, yeah. in the end of it. Um, two brief things then. So I, I literally, the most recent recent film I just watched was Brian and Charles. Uh, the film raved about by Mark Commode, 
uh, about the guy who builds a, an artificial intelligence robot. It's like a very quirky indie UK. Yeah, I saw. Uh, what was did the you one? Watch it? No, what was that one? Was it Frank that did was about? Oh yeah, Frank. Yeah, that's a Frank and the robot. Frank the robot and Frank robot and Frank yeah. Or really wasn't a fan that's of that one either. Slightly, so, di- slightly different. Obviously, that's a American. Is that not, is that actually a Frank Langella one? Or am I thinking? Yes, that is a Frank Langella one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I right. So I don't have the love for Brian and Charles that Commode does, but it is full of charm and and wit. It's very witty. Uh, performances are really good. It's just it's very. In the right way, it is quite low key, and by the end of it, I did have a, a bit of a smile on my face. Like the way it sort of ends up is is good. Um, I almost feel like it might have worked better as like a ser- like a series of like twenty minute episodes or something, uh, rather than a feature. Personally, I think in a cinema, I might have had trouble, even though it's actually quite short. It's ninety minutes. Um, I, I would still recommend watching it though. Again, as opposed to most of the stuff that's just on. Yeah, quite frankly, just it's just more interesting, you know. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't do. And I, again, I can only refer to the commode review. Uh, I just don't have that. Like he kind of had like this unadulterated, I think, feeling for it. And I just didn't. It just didn't hit me in the feels, if you like, for a better way of saying it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely worth watching. So um, the one I'd like to actually talk about a little bit more. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen See How They Run yet? So, so I'm going to tell you a story about this. We were up in London on Saturday and Sunday because my daughter was doing her um, open water dive for her paddy course. Oh, okay, so, yes. so, so we were up there. We were up in um, near Egham um, for two days. Now, the first day we right. went to Windsor and it was lovely. We we went and paid our respects at Windsor Castle. And, you know, we oh, we went shopping in Windsor. It was it was quite nice, lovely. And we thought, oh, the next day, what we'll do is we'll go to the cinema. So I did a quick search online. I found that See How They Run was playing at 10.30 at the Everyman Theatre uh, oh, Cinema yes. in in Egham. So yes. so we went there. We, we kind of got there for, for, for quarter, uh, quarter past 10. And I, I quickly realised that, there was a reason why every time I checked online, it kept defaulting to Friday and not today because the Everyman in Egham didn't open till this Friday. Oh, I see. Was it brand new? Yeah. Yeah. It's brand new. They hadn't even finished building it. So, um, so yes. So we ended up uh, turning up to watch a film a week early. Oh no. Uh, So we just had breakfast and and mooched around uh, a a shopping centre instead. So I didn't actually get to see see how they run, and I was gutted because okay. I really wanted to see it this weekend. So we both loved it. Yeah, you, like, I, I mean, saw on social that you I liked mean, it. Unadulterated joy. If you love anything like Clue or, um, um, or Murder by Death, anything like that, it's great. If you like any kind of stage play stuff, because it's heavily centred around the actual mousetrap play, Although you don't need to have seen the play to watch the film. And we are absolutely going to go see the mousetrap now, even though, you know, it's not going to be affected by the film, you know. But, but there's there's a lot of ties into it. It is really well staged. It's 99 well, minutes or something. Nice. That's yes, it is. It's short. And that's one of the reasons it's, why I wanted to pick it. It's, um, and by the way, never felt the urge to go to the loo. The cast are fantastic. Oyuelo, Oyuelo, have you pronounced the name? Apologies. Uh, Rockwell's London detective is immaculate. His accent nice. is, and not just his accent, his his mannerisms 
half immaculate. And, and what is lovely about it, although it's like stagey, the performances are not what you would call big. I mean, they are a bit big because of the nature of it, but it's not kind of madcap and zany, even though there are sequences that kind of reflect that kind of farcical nature of the stage play. But it's not... Everyone is sort of going relatively cinematic rather than back in a back in a theatre, if you see what I'm saying. Nice. It's really, the music is gorgeous. There was a chap behind us. If funny, there was it wasn't a bit we didn't have a lot of an audience, maybe a quarter or maybe even less actually. Um, but the chap behind us and us were the the basically the people who were laughing. Not that it I don't think that was a bad reflection on the audience. And afterwards he actually had a little chat with us about Agatha Christie and a few other bits. And we had a really like very pleasant encounter just with this, you know, this other patron. It was just a really nice so thing. It's a really lovely movie. I mean, I mean, I'm not joking. I could have that on any time. Well, a, I'm very jealous because I really want to see yeah. it. Um, well, and B, it. I've it. also always wanted to see The Mousetrap, and I've never seen it. Well, dude, seriously, if you want to, please let us know because we are absolutely going to plan. Well, look, let's do it because I don't think uh, I don't think Zoe's that interested in seeing it. So if, if yeah, if you you want um you want to you want fine. someone to make it really awkward and sit between you <laughs> so you can't hold hands. Well, uh, well we we'll just no no we'll both just hold your hands. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's um, I think that's perfect. Uh, look, let's let's do that because I've always wanted to see Mousetrap, um, yeah, and in fact, it's now touring. It's in Brighton in October, and oh, I was great. like, I really wanted to go and see it, but it's like literally the day after we get back off holiday. Well, so come off and see it in Cherry Cottage, Cherry Crossroads. Yeah, yeah, I, I will. We'll, we'll we'll sort that out. Good. Look, yeah. I really, 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 really want to see that. Um, now, now, before we go on to yours, are we talking Blackbird or are we doing that later? We'll do that separate. So okay. the most recent new films that I saw, I saw two, uh, both pretty much on your recommendation, right? So I saw Day Shift, the oh, Netflix really vampire yeah. action comedy. I thought this has been done to death, this shit. But mm. Day Shift was really fucking good. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it and it was really funny it was really smart and the action in it was some of the best action of this time like there was genuinely yeah. moments where I was like oh that must have hurt yeah with some so, of the stump uh, work if I can say it this way um, for what it's worth we all know my opinions of the John Wick films and stuff you know I just say now when you think about the fact that they're directed by, by stunt guys and that Day Shift is directed by J.J. Perry stunt guy I think J.J. wins out and, and what I mean by that is the storytelling of Day Shift yeah. is so much better than the Wick films. I, I'm not talking about whether you like the story. I'm not talking about the complexities. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about yeah, yeah. how it's just laid out and how the film flows. It just it just flows. It is again arguably a little bit too long. Maybe there's a few things. That yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's minimal. I was never bored. But the action scene, I will let's give a shout out to that nest sequence in the middle. Oh my that, god, that the nest sequence amazing. in the middle. Yeah, oh amazing. my god, it was it's one of the best action sequences I've seen this year. Oh, and also the person who hasn't talked about enough about this film is Dave Franco. Dave Franco is great. He is great, isn't it? He gets to do some interesting stuff, particularly in the final act. Yeah, I was I was I really, really, really 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 kind of I really enjoyed it. So that was that was uh, um that was one, and then the other one was a, a film that I had no expectations of. I didn't even know it was a British film until I started watching it. You said <laughs> to me, you have to watch Bull. It's brilliant. And I was like, if Ross tells me a film's brilliant, generally, other than Chippendale, but I rectified <laughs> that, 
Generally, I listen, I go and watch it. Um, so I watched uh, Bull and um, fucking hell. That is an yeah. intense 90 yeah. minutes of film. Yeah, Maskell is amazing. I mean, the whole cast are great in it, but Maskell is something else. It's just, it is so damn tense and so damn in your face and it's violent. Oh my God, it's so violent. It's and really it's, vi- we should it's violent, people. but it's not gory. It really, if, well, there's, there's bits of, I mean, the fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, really good. Yeah, I guess maybe I don't. uh, Maybe my, my, um, like, we thought of a Dennis and Max. I mean, David Dennis and Gory. It's what happens when you start watching horror films at the age of nine. Your, your expectation of what is gory uh, is seriously fucked. (laughs) Um, but look, I, 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 and the ending is, um, definitely unexpected. Um, yeah. and I mean, like you I, said to me on a text, yeah. you have to go if you go with it, it's you, yeah. you go with it, right? And I think I don't know if I went with it, but it's almost so insignificant in terms of timing wise and well, the amount of screen time it yeah. takes up. But if you say, don't go with time, it, it doesn't really matter. By the time you get to that moment, there's about not even four minutes of the film left. I think. No, I mean, like, no, 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 literally a few minutes of the film are left. And it's up to you to then process it. And there's a little line right at the beginning of the movie that does cue it, but you, why would you remember? Like, there's no reason that you remember it. It's when the, ta- when, when the guy who's driving him says, where have you been? And he tells him, you go, oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But there's, no re- there's no reason you would particularly remember that by the end of the movie. No, it was good. And I, yeah. I have to say, you know, it was, um, all the performances were great, but like, yeah, yeah Maskell was fucking yeah. vicious. Yeah, uncompromising. Just vicious. Um, it, and yeah, totally unhinged. So yeah, I was blown away by Ball. I think uh, if it had come out last, if I'd have re- reviewed it when it came out last year, it would have been in probably my top 15 oh, of the year. It's a, 20, it's a 2022 release. No, it's yeah. 21. It came out in November. I, I did some no. research. No. Yeah, IMDb has it no. as November. I thought that was a festival thing. Ah, well, I hate these things. I'm sure that I'm sure that Bull is. Um, I'm sure it's 2020. It Let says 2021 similar. as it says 2021 as the, the year, but it's not for release. It says uh, so. Um, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did yeah, because it was the BFI London Film Festival that came out in. in so maybe it hasn't actually come out over here yet properly. In the states, it's 2022. It's this year, basically. Fine, good. I will yeah, call yeah. it this year. It's then. on. It's on because it's on BFI player. Oh, is it on BFI player? Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder when that came out over here because it says it it, I've got November twenty twenty one. Oh, that's your that's the festival. Hold on. Yeah, we make the, the most festival. we make the most fascinating <laughs> uh, podcast, don't we? Uh... No, it's twenty twenty one. Uh, oh, is it? Ball had its world, world premiere in Montreal and then screened at the BFI London Film Festival for wider release in the United Kingdom on the 5th of November 2021. Oh, bullets. I didn't even know. In that 2021, uh, uh, Saban Films picked up the North American release oh, for that's 2022. North America. Yeah, it's North America. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, November 2021. I have, to take, I have to take it off this year then. That's you have to take it off this year, yeah. It would have been in last year's. It would have been in last year's. Definitely top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, so cool, right? So um, older films. Look, let me just kick off really quickly with just mm-hmm. two. Uh, yep. I saw. Uh, I think I told you I was going to see Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. Yes. 
at the cinema. Um, and the Wrath of Khan was great. Uh, it's slower than I remember, and it's probably got less action in it than I remembered. Yeah. And the ending is the the ending is less ambiguous than I remember. Like the ending basically says, Yeah, we're gonna do another one, and Spock's coming back pretty much. <laughs> you know, but it's <clears throat> I think, I genuinely think it's probably Pete Shatner as an actor. I think he's fucking amazing in it. Because he doesn't because people only remember the extreme, or well, well, people only remember the extreme highs of Khan and all, all that shit. But that is that's like a few seconds out of the movie. Mm. <laughs> His performance is much more low key than that. Like, there's a whole the, there's a load of stuff about like um, there's it's that family. horrible moment when when Scotty walks in with his nephew, who's been like burnt to a crisp. Yeah, and like there's that real vulnerability in Kirk. Which which yeah. is really interesting. So yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed seeing that on a big screen as well. And again, fantastic print. Like it looked the absolute bollocks. And I couldn't I help must, but laugh. I must try and see it. I must try it's it. so like, good. Prince Charles well, Prince Charles is showing you at least for another week or two, I think. And I you can't help but laugh every time Ricardo Montalban walks on screen with mm. his chest out, just looking like he's from some kind of sand and sword, you know, sand and uh, sword porno. It's just yeah. he's, it's insane. Like I mean, I, he looks he looks no come on, he looks magnificent. Oh my god, what is he about like, ninety when they filmed he, that film? He, and he, he was not, not quite, but he owns it big time. He owns but it. he is like ripped for an old yeah. boy. Oh, he looks, um, amazing. he looks amazing. And then I watched Hot Shots. Obviously, I've watched a lot of Top Gun and a lot of Maverick. <laughs> Do you know what surprised me most about Hot Shots? Well, it's it story beats of it's the story beats of Maverick almost. Yeah, it's almost. literally the plot of Maverick, and like like funny? loads of the story beats. I think they ripped, I think Top Gun Maverick has ripped off Hot Shots. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's so strange. It's like like I'm like this is really familiar, um, but it's great. And do you know genuinely the thing about Hot Shots that that I think people don't realise. Is the, the 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 aircraft stuff mm. like with the jets? Is probably some is probably the third best fighter pilot stuff that's been put on screen it in a looks, spoof movie. Well, also I was going to say, and, and let's include Hot Shots Part Deux in it. The production values in both of those films. I mean, like Hot Shots Part Deux has the production values of an action movie of the eighties. No, of like, Rambo, I mean, right? Of of, yeah, of the no, film like, it's like, spoofing. Yeah, like, like 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 absolute like 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 yeah. Like the amount of pyrotechnics, and it's not just a bit like how Tropic Thunder did it, but even bigger. Like you know, later on, but yeah, like, yeah. like Hot Shots Part Deux looks as good and and has action in it comparable to action films. Yeah, I know, I know, that, I know that it goes spoofy or whatever, but the scale of it. When you look at things like um, Airplane, it was obviously relatively. I mean, it was based on a TV movie anyway, but it was relatively cheap. It looked cheap, but that was part of its charm. Was like its rough hewn charm. Hot Shots 1 and 2 especially look like slick action films of the time and hold up, I would say, even better now. Like, they look great now. They yeah. look really good. They look and good. Like, cinematography and so forth. They look great. Well, like I said, the, 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 um, the plane stuff is mm. great. It, and, like... Yeah. It's really good. So yeah, look, I was surprised. The jokes are funny. Like my daughter and my wife enjoyed it. It was it was a good film, all in all. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, your older films. 
Yeah, okay. So uh, just a few notable ones. Smokey the Bandit, because it's actually on uh... Netflix. And talk about, like, I was just, you know, 90-minute films. Fucking Smokey's on here? Great. I've got the Blu-ray set, but fuck it. And that's always a delight. Um, He's so bound few... and down. But yeah, that's fucking me. That song is so good still. It's so good. Mike Henry's great in it as, as the junior, you know, all that stuff. Um, Smokey and the Bandit is a really fucking... It's Bert. I mean, Bert is... Movie. Bert is Bert is fucking Bert, right? Great movie. And then we're going to come on to another Bert Reynolds movie in a minute. Uh, Night of the Hunter, the 1955 version. I watched nice. it uh, primarily for the other sports podcast with Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson. I haven't seen that film probably in maybe 15, 20, maybe longer actually, but I haven't yeah. watched it in recent years. That film is fucking amazing. Night of the Hunter is a fucking, like, like okay, you can say in places it's a bit laborious pace-wise, let's be blunt, it's a 1955 black and white movie and it looks intentionally stagey like in terms of uh, the sets and everything. it looks like sets rather than real locations which is a bit of a, a contra- contrary to what was being made at the time these big sort of splashy westerns which really look real you know what i mean like in color yeah, yeah. the black the black and white adds to the art i mean charles lawson should have done fucking more movies the director night and the hunter is fucking brilliant yeah um, i mean i have not seen it in forever 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 right. ever, so forever ever I, what, so what, something to favorite, revisit one of my favorite little anecdotes was the fact that mitchum really wanted to play this part because this was a very controversial and it was not successful at the time. um mitchum really campaigned for the part uh, i went on the phone to lawton like he was sort of saying you know how would you want me to play this character if we do it and lawton apparently just went he's a diabolical shit and and mitchum just went present like, that's fucking amazing. Like, just think about it for the 1950s. That's pretty, you know what I mean? Um, so, so very quickly then, a few, just a few more. Uh, now, Burt Reynolds, 1980 film, Leslie Ann Down and fucking Joss Ackland. And fucking, I'm going to forget everybody who's in it. Uh, Rough Cut, it's a British film, but it's directed I've not by seen Don Siegel. Right, this is, I've never even fucking heard of it. Don Siegel directed it, as in Dirty Harry. It's a heist movie. Really, su- Bert at his most charming, 1980, talk about height of his powers, you know what I mean? Leslie Ann Down looking just beautiful, like absurdly beautiful. Uh, Niffy and I watched it together. It is a, it's kind of like a perfect Sunday afternoon movie, to be honest. Yeah. Because it's a bit languid in places. But everything, every bit of Pinewood, which you see in a movie, looks the same today, which is hilarious. Um, and it's a really charming, somewhat low-key heist movie. It's not like a big action movie. Um, it is. It was a delight. It was, it was a delight from, from start to finish. Uh, nice. Loved it. Uh, but it, it, it's a bit slow in places. That's why I say Sunday afternoon film. Uh, just, I think just one more. There's, there's a few other things, but there's one more. Just because... Well, we've got the big one to get on to, right? So. Well, yeah. So last weekend was the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. It's yes. seventh year. Very, very... Uh, privileged or proud to be a patron of the festival uh, which for anyone who doesn't specialises in martial arts and action films seventh year running it was at the Stratford East Picture House run really really well by uh, Sue Cole and Wang and there's a bunch of the whole team did a great job really lovely bubbly atmosphere they do short films which was good fun but the, the, the highlight I didn't get to be there for as long as I would normally want to be uh, Nicky and I we went, we went to see a short film starring uh, one of our friends which we enjoyed uh, but I went back on the Sunday evening, because it was the 50th anniversary screening of Way of the Dragon. Um, and 
I it's the South Way of the Sydney. Dragon. I feel like I should have heard about that film. That's Bruce Lee. But here's the funny thing. I'm it joking. Makes, it, no, but it makes me re- realize I've never seen that film on the big screen before. Oh wow! No, me neither. Me neither. I mean, plenty of times I've been. Everyone's seen the Chuck Norris fight, you know, on YouTube or whatever. Um, and it was. It, it's really funny. It's the first, it's the only film that he like totally directed himself and got credit for directing all of all of that stuff. Um, and the action in it, it's just some of it is beautiful. I mean, obviously some of it's a bit, you know, sorry to denigrate the master. Some of it's a bit you know, old by this point. But obviously it started an awful lot of stuff, right? It's a progenitor to a lot of movies because obviously it's also very contemporary for the time. And also it was shot, a lot of it was shot in Rome, which is interesting. Yeah. The final fight is set inside the Colosseum. I don't know how much they really shot in the Colosseum. They clearly did some. Uh, I, I think they probably shot most of the actual fight scene with Chuck Norris uh, in, in, a, in a soundstage, I imagine. Um because it, yeah, but it's done really, really, really well. The fight with Chuck Norris is still extraordinary, particularly from time. Um, one thing that I noted with a friend I saw it with is, to be honest with you, you could kind of start the movie thirty-five minutes in because the first half hour or so is sort of Bruce acting kind of silly and naive in Rome, like not understanding the customs and stuff. And after a while, you kind of go, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong; it's super charming, and you can't take your eyes off Bruce Lee. You can't. Um, but in terms of the story and getting on with it, like there's no fights until about, I don't remember exactly, but it's sort of like half an hour in. And you kind of go, eh. <laughs> you kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but, I, I feel a long... On, it's, from that yeah. point on, it, it, it runs really, really well. And by the way, I'm, I know I'm being a little bit facetious, but there is a difference between being able to sort of skip through something at home and actually having to sit through it. Yeah, it's been a long time experience. since I've seen it. It's been a long yeah. time since I've seen that. It's not, it was well, never my favourite. It, was, it no, was never one of my no. favourite films. No, um, no, but, it, but, it, but that, that final, let's say the, the final, well, certainly pretty much the last hour, but let's say the last 30 to 40 minutes is, is you know, it's stonking, really. Yeah. So, so on the subject of dragons. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. <laughs> ah, see, see, I, every so often, every so often, Ross. On the subject of dragons. Are we about to I, talk about Wales? Are we about we Wales? are. We're just about to go to Wales. Um, just Wales. want to really quickly touch on 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 where we are with House of the Dragon and Winter Power. I've watched right. all four episodes of House of the Dragon. Where are you up to yep. at the moment? So we've watched all four, and we've only watched the first. Oh, hang on. Yeah, we've only watched the first two Steel Rings of Power. Okay. Because I think because I, I think is it only three have come out? Of that? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So yeah, so we will be watching. We will be watching the third one like this weekend, I guess. House of the Dragon, uh, definitely on the ascendance. Uh, it's very yeah. strong. I mean, it's yeah. very, very, very fucked up. Like oh, the last episode. What, what, what's your mere culpa? I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. House of the Dragon's great. Really, really good. And that last episode third, was was well, truly the, shocking. I was going to say, the third episode was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I'll last tell you, the, the last act of the third episode was just absolutely amazing. I tell you what I'm I'm really sad about is that um that the young cast are leaving like Millie Alcock yes. um and yes. that like because she's really fucking good. I'll tell um, you and what, I hope they three, find a way to bring episodes, her back. For four episodes, she has done incredibly well. Yeah, to, like, she to, got. Like, I think she got herself in our brains. Do you know what I mean she's in our brains? Yeah, and stuff. It's, really, she, it, really it's the same. Probably the same effect that um that Arya Stark had in the, in the first series right where you, you just got that Probably. one character that you just yeah. go fucking hell she that's a 
that's a great character, a great person. Yeah. So really, really loving that. Rings of Power? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so have you watched have you watched the third one look it's not terrible it's not terrible but listen second episode second episode was, was better better than, and, and primarily because of the dwarves and moria both yeah. scenes were pretty good like relatively so, speaking pretty good the elven it, stuff was still fucking terrible it's Sorry. kind of terrible. like episode one was maybe i think i said maybe a seven no episode sorry, or maybe no sorry maybe a six episode one was maybe a seven and mm. sorry episode th- two episode mm. three is maybe a 5.5 to six it's like i get the feeling this is about as good as this show is going to get because i gotta be honest it just like it's asking it's so many boring. questions and Dude, giving no answers boring. it's fucking boring I'm going to stick boring. with it. Sure. I've, we're, we're, we're I've never been bored. We'll I've never been we'll bored. But well, I haven't I been maybe... enthralled. Actually, do you know what? Boring is the wrong word. It's badly written. It's yeah. really badly and, written. And some of the writers are very good writers, TV writers. Mm. So, so yeah, look, I, um, I, uh, yeah, uh, we'll revisit this as we go through mm. the season. But so mm-hmm. far, hmm. Look, let's get on to it. Let's talk about it. Give it to me, Ross. Break it down. Let's mm. talk. The one, the only, the legendary, the iconic, the the cult film that is Blackbird. Now I've not seen this, so right. oh, so I'm going to probably just ask some questions around it. But but talk me through, talk me through the experience so, of seeing what is what is for many the film of the year. So Miss, I don't know who, I, by the way, but for some, no, it's the film of the year. I think any, I think anyone who's watched it. Is this is this I, like I think, is this better than Moonfall in terms of yeah, our film yeah, of the year? It is. It is because and the reason why it's better is that Moonfall knows when it's doing it, whereas Blackbird has the innocence and ego to be doing it. Like like it it's like it it doesn't know, but the ego driving flatly, who again, let's remember this, financed it, wrote it, directed it, and started Produced. it. Yeah, produced, wrote, everyone, directed, star. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. People, he probably had other people doing the producing. The I'm, nuts I'm pretty sure producing. he made the hat. No, no, no. He did. Every, I'm pretty sure he made the hats as well. Mm, I'm not sure he'd be capable. But regardless of that, irregardless, um, he. Uh, so, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. We sat down in a sold-out screening. But Prince Charles had a bunch of other, like Star Trek Two and blah, 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 all these other. The only film sold out was Blackbird. And what was it up against? What else was showing? Contextualize it. It might have been. It might have been Star Trek Two. It was a big film. I don't. It was a big. I mean, big as in not like new, but like a proper classic. You know what I'm getting at? And we were upstairs, not downstairs, to be clear. But if it had been downstairs, I think it would have sold out as well. I think it would have sold out as well. Now. I'm trying to think, but the best way I can summarise this, and it's sort of to go backwards, is near the end of the movie, near the end of the movie, flatly, just before, I guess you'd call it an action scene, and we'll get onto the action scenes, before like a, uh, like a, a climactic action scene, if you like, 
turns to Ian Beatty, who plays his best mate, who does a lot of heavy lifting in the acting and exposition department. He's very good. He's a good actor. He turns to him and he goes, let's dance. And the entire <laughs> audience, the entire audience didn't just go, yeah. We went, fucking yes! Yes! Like, like waving our hands in the air, screaming. That's how good Blackbird is. That's how, 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 how good, bad, or bad, good Blackbird is. We were, my throat was sore for two days afterwards from cheering and laughing. And by the way, we took the piss continuously, but loved it. It's got, it, you, it's not taking a piss and going, no, it sucks. No, it, it's fucking amazing because Michael Flatley, who produced, wrote, and directed and starred in it, has one of the characters say about him, he's the bravest man I've ever known. Like, you, you just... And it, isn't it to the point where, like, every woman's fawning yeah. over him and oh, there is a scene. Like, he turns them scene. down? There is, there is a scene... Come on, there's a scene when he's, like, in his, his hotel suite and he's, like, um, he's, like, he's preoccupied with something and, and this gorgeous songstress because he runs for anyone who doesn't know he run, he's like he's like he runs uh Casablanca he runs Rick's bar essentially it's a hotel everyone goes to his place and he's an ex-spy like an ex-MI6 or something so he's like he's like ex-bond now Rick at Casablanca right that's basically the setup which of is course. all in which is all insane um the the, the hot singer who who performs and by the way she's like I don't know 24 or whatever right comes up to his room somewhere in, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of the film. And there's no, um, there's no hint that they might be involved romantically whatsoever. She goes into his room. He's a all preoccupied and sort of stormy minded. And she looks at him and she drops her dress. She's fully naked. And he looks at her and goes, I can't tonight. <laughs> so she, she to, it, it's it's absolutely fucking amazing. You, I can't. Anything I say doesn't do it justice. Anything I say just doesn't like the way. I, I will say the cinematography is actually particularly good. Like it looks like a good, like it's well made. Yeah, yeah. It's it's well made. Like it's so the actual. And he's like sixty four, right? Sure. Well, he looks great for his age, dude. Except for how drunk he is. Like everybody in every every scene. Every scene, everybody is taking shots and drinks at a rate that I can't. Like you could not go shot for shot with this film. You could, you would. First of all, you'd miss some. You'd be like, "Fuck!" Someone else is having a drink. Well, like you, you just miss some. You'd be paralytic within quarter of an hour. It's fucking bananas how much people drink. Like, and and what I mean by that is not just how much they drink, but the film takes place once you get into the main story. I think the film takes place over, let's say, forty-eight hours. You'd be obliterated. You'd be like if you tried to do it, even in the time span that they do it, you'd be obliterated. It, it's I mean it's wonderful. Um, you, I can't. There's a thing that he's got about hats in this film. He has these jauntily positioned hats on his head, like including at his wife's funeral. Uh, there's an amazing shot. No matter what I say, by the way, I can't spoil this film. <laughs> I can't. You'll just, you'll just enjoy it. There's a shot where he's walking through the hotel talking to someone, and he's got like a flat cap on, which, by the way, he looks fucking good in. Um, and as he's walking through, through like the lobby or wherever the fuck they are, 
there's a woman there with one of his like fedoras or trilbies or whatever. And without even like just while talking and without even making a point of it, he just swaps his hat for the other hat. Like she just hands him a hat, like part like choreographically as she passes by him. And you're like, what? Like, huh? Like, what? How? What? And we all laughed our asses because you just go, why would that ever happen? What? Like, so listen, the action scenes. There's a fight scene he has uh, with Phil Ray Tobby. He's a great stunt guy, not a nice guy. And, uh, and there's a couple of people who, who, who we know who worked on this film, uh, acting-wise and, and in it and stuff. And um, he has a pretty decent fight with Phil, like Phil Ray Tommy. Like, pretty good, like, pretty convincing fight, I have to say. And then you don't see any other action scenes at all. Like, there's a point, when he goes, let's dance, there's a fight. Well, doesn't it, doesn't it just, like, cut away and stuff? Well, it doesn't just cut away. He, he and the two guys, like, the two baddies, the two hench guys, kind of like follow him behind a pile of scaffolding or something while Eric Roberts and the other bad guys like just wait I don't really know why you would do that and you literally hear biff pow crunch pow like like like, like Batman the, the animated uh, the, the 60s oh my and, god and then he walks back around the corner like dusting off his hands with blood all over him <laughs> like what <laughs> like, and what's particularly funny about that is we've seen a fight that he can do so you go Oh, okay. It was also very, very funny because it so, looks like he didn't care. It's about Eric Roberts, by the way, is amazing in it. Of course, it's Eric Roberts, right? He's let's great. um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The Monaco Streaming Film Festival in twenty twenty one, which, which, and which gave Michael Flatley the best actor award for Blackbird. Now, <laughs> now. Now, again, they've yet to say who else was who nominated. Was yeah, who was yeah. in contention. Um, and in fact, um, if you look online, no, nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> like, he won alongside... Um, who else is... So best male supporting actor was Omar Rashid for a film called Tuk Tuk. Um, <laughs> best producer for Tuk Tuk. Best supporting actress, Tuk Tuk. Um, oh. Best ensemble cast. Of so Am I reading the right festival here? I'm wondering. It's uh, also about oh, no, that's the Angel Awards. Sorry. I was... Oh. Um, but, yeah, so, so like, 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 what it seems like, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude... But it seems like this is one of those film festivals that doesn't really exist. Well, I well, know it does, but you can just buy your rewards, can't you? Yeah, because I, I, I'm guessing if Michael Flatley was the best actor, they were either in their first year they were either lacking, right, um, other people to uh, you know um, nominate, or, or or Michael Flatley owned the award show. I, I or, said. or or. He was genuinely the best actor in the films in the film festival because you don't know what else was in it. I mean, look, like, we've seen some shit. We've seen some shit over the years, right? And I'm sure mm -hmm. as a, as a sales agent, you've seen yep. some horrific oh, yes. shit. Oh yes. So so maybe in in that um in he that might be uh, the best actor. <laughs> he might. So just just uh, the 2020 awards. Uh, James Cameron was given the Reg Grundy Innovation Award. What? Yep. Uh, Patricia Wait, Arquette, it, best... Hang on. 
I was to say, is it the same James Cameron or is it just some guy from Sheffield? No, it is literally the like, same James Cameron. Uh, no Time to Die won Best Feature Film. There doesn't <laughs> seem to be a Best Actor this year. <laughs> that is fantastic. And uh, in Monaco, so they're cute. back in 2023. So, Ross, I think we should go. Oh, I'll totally go. We mentioned I, I want to... Again. I think I think you should make a film and put me in the lead role. Yes. And we'll just submit me uh, as yes, best actor for, for, for your consideration. For everything. So is this truly going to be, is this truly going to be a room-esque cult movie? It's bigger or do you than think... the room. It's, no, it's bigger than the room because, because like, by the way, the room is what it is. And, uh, and obviously, Flatley isn't as interesting as Wizzo. I guess we know too much about Flatley as opposed to, because part of the Wizzo thing is just his genuine enigma that he's clearly Swiss or Dutch or something. I think he was like, I'm an American film director. It's like, right, right, mate. Okay. There's all of that madness. Um, it is the, the vanity of it, the ego of it, the fact that, like, if it was made in, like, 1994 and had Eric Roberts is the lead. You'd be like, yeah, all right, it's fine. Like, it's actually quite fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's so clearly, fr- like, created out of vanity. It, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's almost admirable. It's almost admirable. We, we were, we were laughing. You never lo- you can't ever laugh with it, but you certainly laugh at it. Oh, here's here's a great moment. Um, at one point, when Nick, uh, Ian BT, uh, Flatley's friend. Oh, by the way, Flatley's surname in it is Blackley. Flatley, Blackley, get it? Um, Brilliant. Because uh, yeah, yeah, right. Just so as you can vaguely hold on to something, I guess. Um, BT explains like Eric Roberts's nefarious plan. Right, which is super complicated. But he explains <laughs> it in, but he explains almost like for the audience, like this is what's actually happening. Blah 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 blah. He's got this thing, blah blah, he's gonna take over the world. I mean, literally bond Brilliant. Sense, right? Like, which is great. And and he does a great job of doing it. It's him, but he's a good actor, blah 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 blah. And and flatly listens to all that and then turns to him and goes, So what's your point, Nick? <laughs> and we were and we were like he just told you all of it. Like he just, he, he, he. Like if I was Nick as an EBT, I'd just go, "That, that's the point." I just told you. <laughs> literally, what I said, Dick fuck. Literally, literally was the thing I said a minute ago. Is the point? It like it was amazing. And again, it's not a comedy. It's not. It's not on purpose. There's no way, and therefore it is wonderful. Like I mean, we it. We were not bored for a single second. Like I could just watch more of it, more and more of it. It was I want I want to watch the footage. I want to see <laughs> I want to see what they have. I want to see what they had. And I'm also hoping that there's like a three hour like a two and like, a half hour like the it. like the director's cut. Yeah, like the two and a half hour. You know, like just put it all in cut because there's stuff that happens. Oh, there's an amazing bit near the beginning where. I don't even know if he's going to get solved. There's there's a guy in, in the UK while he's in Barbados, wherever the fuck he is, wherever he's staying, the Bahamas. I can't remember where he's based. But there's like a thing happening in London, which is sort of like an agent trying to get away from three henchmen. Like, like he's being followed yeah, like, yeah. down the streets of London, right? All fine. 
except for when you first see them following him, like, so he's walking along, walking along, and the camera kind of pans to catch these three, like, brick shithouses walking about, I don't know, 15 feet behind him, like, so blatantly, obviously following him, but you just go, eh, like, there's no, like, anyone across the street would be like, what are you guys doing? What? Like, they couldn't act more suspicious. Like, it's just, Obs- like staring at him like we're gonna fucking kill him like yeah you are like like there's no surprise in it there's no tension and the fact that he just kind of walks sort of slowly along and that they're kind of shuffling along behind him is so funny it's extremely difficult to communicate in in like verbal terms because you would watch that and just go that's insane like, that's insane that like, is brilliant is, it is brilliant it's brilliant every single thing you say about this film just contributes to its brilliance. It's, I it's, I, it was I have to bit. say, I have to say, you, have you to yeah, you have me at hello, right? Like, and you have to see it. Ideally, dude, if you can see it in the cinema, because I think it's going to be a different experience when you just sit at home, just going, "What the fuck?" Like, you need to be with someone who at least can you can laugh with at it, because I think I really think that will affect your viewing experience. You're not getting at. You need to either be. I mean, our audience was super game like super game so that really helped um it was like going to a riot you know like a stand-up show or something yeah um but but i think if i just watched it at home i'd be like what's this shit and turn it off you know like it's so bad um but the experience of it like the show experience i would absolutely go again if you want to see up here i'll fucking come i'm sure niffy probably would as well i'm just saying because nice. it's just a blast okay a blast Okay. I love it. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. It sounds like it's, it's going to be a bundle of fun. Um, Crazy. I can't wait for the sequel. There has to be a sequel. God, no. Uh, right. So, <laughs> friend, uh, look, uh, that is um, that is it for this episode. We've discussed Blackbird. We've caught up a load of other films. Um, where can people find out more about you? Uh, at Ross Boyas, got all the social things uh, at Evo Films UK to follow Evolutionary Films, uh, and uh, at Vengeance Film UK to follow the the uh, the, the exploits of the Vengeance action film project. Nice and www.rossandphiltalkmovies.co.uk for more about the podcast. Uh, you can follow me on all the socials as well, and we'll be back at some point for more discussions about more movies. See how much fun is that? discussions mm. about movies it's kind of what we do it, we li- it literally says yes. it on the tin it is discussions about movies it's discussions about movies take care go see blackbird uh speak to you soon bye cheerio 35 bye